Okay, Kate, you have to watch Mommy's Magic. Would you like me to make this car disappear? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, Tate. Kalamazoo. <gasps> Where did it go? <laughs> My husband and I have two young kids. He works, and I'm trying to get back to work. And I'm really struggling with that age-old, crazy-making question. How to be good at work and at home. So I'm asking moms and dads about what they do and how they do it, how they manage to get out the door every day. Being with kids so much in my recent life has sort of reopened me up to magic, you know, and the magic of the world. My kids both think I'm I'm really magic. I have like three magic tricks that I can do. <laughs> Personally, I think that's a more fun way to live than, I don't know, where everything's, <laughs> where there's no more possibilities, you know. Shoshana Rosenbaum is married with three kids and was a middle school teacher for many years. She says having kids actually helped her embrace her more creative side which ended up having a pretty big effect on her career. Shoshana and her husband Eric met at Brown University. They were both getting their master's in education. They got married, moved around, and eventually ended up in D.C. And Shoshana became a middle school teacher during this time. I taught for seven years, and um, I really liked um, the extroverted nature of the job. I didn't want to sit behind a desk and, you know, stare at a computer, and I really liked interacting with kids and being up and about all the time. Once I had my own kids, I actually felt a lot more introverted, and I felt that when I came home, to have more kids to deal with was too much. I decided, okay, I need to have a job for a while where I am sitting in front of a computer. So she got a part-time job working for a group that advocates for education, and she did that for five years. And then that got a little bit boring, so <laughs> I decided to, I mean, I did some other stuff in there. Um, it's been a long and winding road. Like I was, you know, She tutored kids, did photography for a summer camp, and now helps run a professional development program for teachers. You'd think that juggling all these part-time jobs and taking care of kids would keep you really busy. But she says it actually gave her more space in her life. Just logistically, it became a possibility when I was no longer, like when your job, part of your job at least, becomes being at home with your kids. It does, for me at least, it opened up some mental space to do some more creative things. That meant getting back to writing, fiction and poetry, something she'd done most of her life. She also got interested in writing screenplays. There was something about how terse it is, how few words on the page that really appealed to me. I guess it's kind of like poetry in that way. And she found herself drawn to writing stories about the supernatural world. My brother, who's a science fiction writer, is um, he calls it like the liminal, which is like right on the edge of the supernatural and the real. And I realized that's what I'm really interested in. You know, it's kind of like magical realism. If there, It's in our world, but there's just something slightly off about it. For some reason, I find that kind of fascinating. One night, she got an idea for a screenplay. She was home alone with her first baby in the house near the woods. She was doing the dishes and had the baby monitor on. What if you, what if I heard something over the baby monitor? Some like 
crazy sound, you know, what what would I do? Like, what would be up there? And So that kind of creepy thought, along with her experience of becoming a mom, became the inspiration for her first short film. The Goblin Baby by Shoshana Rosenbaum. Fade in. Exterior, Claire's house, back porch, sunrise. Claire, mid-30s, rocks her baby Charlie back to sleep. Claire, singing. Go to sleep, my little baby. Jamie, mid-30s, watches Claire through the screen door. He gently pushes it open. You guys are up early. Shh. I finally got him to go back to sleep. He's had me up since five. Yikes. Well, why didn't you wake me? You didn't hear him? Such a little sweetie. Just like a little piece of you. Claire gets up to bring the baby inside. You need to start doing nights. It's kind of a short story about a woman having kind of a hard time with her first baby. Her husband's working a lot and just going through that shift like in their relationship to becoming parents and like in her own life to being alone with this little baby. Jamie. It's five days. It's not even a whole week. Okay, but you don't have to be up with him every two hours. You want me to get a different job? And at the same time, she lives at the edge of the woods, and she starts to have this, you know, creeping feeling that something, there's something menacing out there. Scene three. Exterior, grocery store desk. Charlie's screaming. Claire sits down on a bench to nurse him. Claire looks into the woods at the edge of the parking lot. Something the size of a child runs through the trees. The thing moves with animal swiftness. It's a blur. Claire holds Charlie closer. And then her mother-in-law comes to help her while her husband's out of town and reads the baby this fairy tale. Once upon a time, a mother had a beautiful baby. But the goblins were jealous. They came in the night to steal him. Sounds like a real wholesome bedtime story. When the mother returned to the crib, she found that the goblins had laid a changeling there. Looked almost like her child, but was not. You know what? It's bedtime. Interior kitchen, night. Claire sorts mail at the kitchen counter, sipping her wine. The baby monitor flickers with an indistinct rumble. Claire freezes. Claire drops the mail and runs up the stairs. Charlie. Interior, Charlie's room. Slowly, she walks to the crib and turns the baby towards her so she can see his face. Claire. No. Charlie! He looked like a child. She knew he was not. The film leaves it kind of ambiguous, whether there's something supernatural going on. Some people definitely read it as a story about postpartum depression, and some people see it as, you know, goblins in the woods. 
I, I really like fairy tales and folklore, and I've always been interested in that, the whole changeling idea, where that sort of story would come from, like psychologically, that people would not recognize their babies or claim that this baby wasn't theirs. I, like most people, had to make an adjustment to becoming a parent. So I definitely had my moments where I was really tired, really like, is this my life now? I'm with this creature who, they're, they're kind of alien in the beginning. You mentioned that some people interpreted the film as about postpartum depression. Is that something you experienced? I didn't personally experience um, real postpartum depression. I think other than just, but I did, I think everybody kind of goes through some sort of sense of disconnection or also just sense of adjustment. You know, and babies are very demanding, as, <laughs> as you know, so it can be very intense. And that, that combined with like the sleep, the sleep deprivation, and I filed it all away. <laughs> <laughs> Before this, Shoshana never thought she could make a film. It always felt so out of reach. But when her screenplay became a finalist in a competition, she got to cast and direct a staged reading. People were like, oh, I can really see this being a film. And, you know, do you want to use my house to film it in? And people just came out of the woodwork sort of encouraging me to, to do it. So I thought, I'm going to do this. When you came to Eric and said, I want to make this movie, what was his reaction? Oh, he was entirely supportive. I mean, like, we didn't personally pay for any of the the film. Like, I raised all the money to be able to make it. She actually raised over $10,000 crowdfunding. I didn't want him bankrolling me. Frankly, we don't have the money for him to bankroll me anyway. But um, it's the same thing. Like, he, he started a, a startup business a few years ago. And it was a risky thing for him to do professionally. But he was really excited about it. And I was like, go for it. Like, you can't, like, ruin us financially. And I think he felt the same way. Are you going to continue making films? And what do you see in the future? Yeah, I would like to. I have a short that I've written, kind of like a Twilight Zone type story. It also does have to do with parenting. Um, but yeah, I see myself continuing in this vein. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. At the end of our conversation, I asked Shoshan if there was anything else she wanted to talk about in terms of being a working parent. It, it, I, I feel like I mostly hear about the hard stuff, balancing two parents' careers and figuring out childcare and like money and all of that stuff. The conversation that I hear is like people who are trying to balance, I don't know, a more intense high-powered job where you really, what you need is like time away from kids. For me, I mean, both because um, this is just specific to me and like the kind of writing I'm interested in, um, but it's great to have these little creative, like they have no, none of the boundaries that, that um, grown-ups have. When you go for a walk in the woods with like a three or four year old, they're just fascinated by everything and also a little scared by things. So like a rustling in the trees, which is probably just the wind, it might be a little scary because they can imagine, like their world is so much more filled with magic than ours is. We would just be walking through the woods with our heads filled up like our to-do list and like they're actually looking and experiencing the world in this really fresh way which is, I think, an, a great opportunity if, if you're doing anything artistic. Huh. It is a de definitely a different change in, in mindset. Like, I mean, yes. I'm just like thinking about last night when I was hanging out with my two kids. If I could somehow turn it around, like instead of me trying to always teach them something mm -hmm. and like get them to do things, you know. There's a, well, I know that there's one, this one woman who's a, a Zen Buddhist. Her name is Karen Mason Miller, and she's certainly written about this how her daughter was like her teacher um, in terms of teaching her to be in the moment. 
and kids are great for reminding you how to do that if you let them. Music in this episode is by Shaky Graves, and also from my brother, Jonathan Murthy, and from his band, The Coast. That's K-H-O-S-T. Thanks, little bro. I'm Carla Murthy, and this is Getting Out the Door.